pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. This program is brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. If you like what you hear and want to support our work, please make a donation at fundraiser.resonance.fm. Good evening and welcome to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. My name is Steve Curran. Hello, I'm Simon Byron. And I am Anne Scantlebury. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy 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 2019. 18, 17, 16, 15. Thanks. Is your New Year's resolution to sit slightly closer to me, Anne? (laughs) You're very close this evening. don't think I'm any closer than not? I have. Are you closer? I don't know. I feel I've changed my glasses, maybe. I don't maybe. know. You, you seem closer. This maybe is we've where all grown. I usually am. Okay. We're all a bit bigger. You're further away, Steve. <laughs> Hi, Simon. That's much nicer. Nope. <laughs> Physical jokes on the radio. Yes. Uh, oh, did you have nice times of the Christmas and the New Year? I had a lovely holiday. What did you get? What did you get? Oh, for Christmas. Yep. I got tickets to see my favourite band on their 20-year reunion tour. That was exciting. Who's that? That's a Belgian band called Deus. Okay. So that's that's really exciting because all the bands are doing it now, aren't are they? they? They're all having these little comebacks. What's their most uh, famous song, Deus is? Deus is most famous song. Uh, it's probably it's a game called Little Arithmetic. I'm not going to hum it. Go on. I'm not going to disgrace them or me. Okay. Uh, this early in the year, at least. So I'm really, really excited about that. Um... And what else? I get loads of food, loads of chocolate. Got a jacket, new jacket. Did you? It's too small, so it's gone back. Right. But, you know, that'll be another present when yeah. it arrives. So. What about you, Simon? Well, game wise, which mm-hmm. is why I was asking Stu, who cares about Deus, um, mm-hmm. I got a copy of Diablo. Perfect gift. Really? Because I do want it. Didn't want to buy it. Don't really want to play it. <laughs> <laughs> but I've got it now. Great. So that's good. Have you started playing? No. Oh, okay. I, and, we'll, and, we'll, and we'll come to why uh, okay. later great, in the great, show. Great, great. Um, uh, I got the, uh, the the Switch drum game as well, uh, which came with, with the drum. Really? I'm a little bit disappointed with it. Why? Well, you know, as a drummer myself, as an ex-drummer, <laughs> don't laugh. I used to I played Wembley Stadium, and thank you very much. <laughs> good. On the drums. Yeah. I passed my music GCSE <laughs> on the drums. It was the first year that the drums were considered an instrument by the uh, English educational system. What grade Thank did you. you get, though? C. Okay. It's a pass. That it is, is a, a pass. pass. And also, it fits in the A to C bracket as well. Right. It's not just a pass. It's Thanks, in, yeah. Did yeah. it deliberately. So it did that. <laughs> I, I know my paradiddles from my triplets, Anne. Whoa. Okay. Yeah, sorry. I yeah. should not have doubted you. Thank you. Uh, there's a little bit of delay on the uh, on the uh, on the on the plastic oh, drum. Oh no! And I've I've spent a lot of time on the on on the settings on the audio and visual lag stuff. I just can't quite get it right. And I know how to play the drum play the drums as as we've established. Oh, we have. Maybe they're just looking for the amateurs, like give, giving them a little bit of help. Just delay it a little bit. Well, I went onto the internet to see what was up. Uh, on the PS4, apparently they've had terrible problems. People have had to take their drums apart. <laughs> To get their parody, obviously you don't do a paradiddle in this one. Obviously, and you do your, your dock and your tack. Ah. is is, is, is uh, what you do. Is this just to do with the drum peripheral, but also to do with that lag that people say is built into? Yeah, I don't know, uh, I don't know. But uh, on the switch one, apparently, switch one's apparently 
uh, unplayable, which okay. uh, I found surprising because I found the Switch version, unpla- the, the, the better version, mm-hmm. unplayable. Oh, dear. So that's good. What did you get, Anne? Uh, I got three litres of wine and some socks. Did you? It's yeah. not a video game either. No, no but isn't that a real, like, drinking wine, wearing socks, socks <laughs> playing video games? Playing a video game of your choice. Exactly. I have to say, so my, my favourite non-video game present, I'm a 47-year-old man, Yeah. was a new pillow. Oh, I didn't lovely. know that I wanted one or needed one. Uh, it was handed to me. It was pillow-shaped. Very difficult to disguise a, <laughs> a wrapped-up pillow. A heavy thing. It's all memory foam. Yeah, very Ooh. nice. Very nice. Very good. Have you... um? grown your beard i have grown it. we were discussing this upstairs yeah uh i've done it sort of out of accident what do you think so i was looking at you really weirdly because i couldn't understand why you look different right. uh i like it do you i like it but it's gonna take it's, it's gonna, gonna a bit itchy it's, it's gonna, gonna be itchy. a couple of off. weeks no, no keep it have you dyed your hair yep i was looking at you and I was thinking what's different yeah steve you've been working out yeah <laughs> so many reps over christmas all right are we uh, news o'clock i hope so It's 7.06 on Monday the 7th of January. I'm Anne Scantlebury and this is the news. Video games made up more than half of the entertainment market in the UK in 2018. Great news. That's according to figures from the Entertainment Retailers Association's annual report. According to the report, of the £7.5 billion spent on games, music and video, £3.86 billion was generated through games. 80% of video game sales in the UK are now digital, with just over £3 billion made from digital sales, with physical sales generating around £770 million. Overall game sales were up 9.1% year on year. Happy New Year. Happy New stats. So I saw this report on the BBC uh, and it was juxtaposed next to another story about Brexit and how uh, you know that was going to affect some of the major industries in Britain uh, and the video game industry was not mentioned in there. The fishing industry was. Oh, yeah. Ah, fishing industry which is larger than the game industry. Because they yell very loudly mm. about that. Uh, the fishing industry boats. isn't larger though is it? Like the, the, no, it's not. The video know, game that was industry- a joke. Oh, it's good. Sorry, I should have done it more like, oh, the fishing industry, which is larger than the games industry. I'll do all jokes like it's good. that. It's good. good. We're just, we're just readjusting. Just readjusting. readjusting. This is this is testing you know, our boundaries. It's an early show. It's show zero of yeah, the new season. It really is. Uh, so, it's good news that the games industry is growing year on year. Yeah, it's great news. Everyone's playing more games. Do you think that this is skewed uh, specifically by some, you know, by this is is this global? This no, this is a UK this is just report. UK. Yeah. Okay, uh, have there been any huge releases in the UK that might have skewed this? This well, so one uh, an interesting fact was so obviously it was saying um, that eighty percent of game sales are digital, and that includes so um, the figures include microtransactions and other things like mm-hmm. that. But so predominantly digital sales, except for. Uh, so the biggest game of the year was FIFA 19, and that had much more physical sales than it did digital sales, uh, which is interesting mm-hmm. when you think about it. Mm, it is. Yeah, it's fascinating. Um, but yeah, I don't know if I don't know if those bigger games skewed everything. How would we find out? Um, by uh, doing data analysis. Okay. How do we do that? By I don't know, go to university and learn how to do data analysis. Okay, I'm not that interested, actually. No. Nintendo might be switching up where its future development focus lies. In an interview with newspaper Nikkei, President Shantaro Furukawa has said that the company isn't fixated on its consoles. He went on to say, at the moment, we're offering a uniquely developed Nintendo Switch and its software, and that's what we're basing on basing how we deliver the Nintendo experience on. That being said, technology changes. We'll continue to think flexibly about how to deliver that experience as time goes on. He mentioned that to reduce future instability, they're looking to increase smartphone game development and are dabbling in theme parks and films. What was their biggest mobile earner last year, Anne? Uh, Was it the Mario one? It wasn't, no. What was was it? it? That was their lowest. Oh, was it? Was oh, it the know. fiery one? It was. Fire was Emblem. It? And in the middle, mm. Animal Crossing. Huh? You're welcome. I analysed that data. Thank you. Maybe you 
Uh, which I was surprised about. Although I guess Mario runs a couple of years old now, is it? It is, uh, and obviously they monetize very, very differently, they do. don't they? Fire Emblem plays to that super, super successful gacha uh, mechanic, and I'd heard, I gave up on it like quite early on, although not as early as I gave up on Animal Crossing, which I thought was dreadful. Uh, but I, I played Fire Emblem for a bit and got it and then saw the sort of slippery slope of paying for these uh, random drops. And I've seen people referencing it uh, and referencing how how deeply some people are into it. YouTubers spending thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars uh, live uh, just... And then people living vicariously through that mechanic of right. opening these random packs just so they can get a character of which the chance of it dropping is 0.01%. Um yeah, so I'm not surprised that that earned the most. For me, Mario is still the better game of the three. What conclusions can we draw from that, then, Steve? That I, <laughs> that I uh, would not be a, a exactly. great, <laughs> great person to be in charge of Nintendo right now, although if I was, I'd be telling them to just make F-Zero. I was thinking, one thing I was thinking is, uh, you know, uh, did you play Smash Brothers at all over Christmas? Uh, I didn't, no. Um... I've gone pretty... Have you? Are you in now? Are you going to? Are we going to go to a, a, mm. an actual competition? Mm. Are we? Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm in, but who, I have sunk. Who are you maining? I'm maining. I'm maining Zelda. Are you? By which I mean Link. Okay. But <laughs> I'm sort of making up for the the disgraceful. Uh, the you know I, I feel very very bad about playing as Link, but I'm making myself feel better about it by saying Zelda yeah, instead yeah, of Link. Quite right. That'll annoy people. Uh, playing as Link and as Zelda, and I've played all, almost all the way through, I think, that mode, the spirits Spirit mode, right, okay. and that's taken me 30-odd 30, 30 hours. Wow. Um, I say almost all the way through it, but it keeps, every time I think I'm near the end, it opens right. up another huge section. It's a big old game. And I'm not sure if I'm enjoying it, but I'm certainly getting a bit Stockholm syndrome wow. about it. I'm, Have you been online with it? Yeah. No, of course not. Okay. I've not touched the Smash mode or the online mode. Right. I've played the one that you've played a bit. Uh, sorry, anyway, the whole point of that is now they're over that, because that's been about, what is it, nine months of hype or 12 months of just going oh, on Nint- and exactly. on about it. It's another hour Nintendo Direct about it. And presumably we've got another year of them referencing the season pass stuff, which I'm definitely not buying. But the maybe they'll have to talk about something else now, and maybe that might be F-Zero. Oh, it's going to be Metroid, isn't it? Oh, no. <laughs> No, it is, isn't it? Mm. When's that out? It's this it's year, this year it? yeah. Oh, it's probably Q4, isn't it? Like, don't, I don't know. Oh, that's disappointing. Uh, Simon, you have your Switch on the desk. I do. Will you be disappointed if Nintendo moves away from making consoles? I was you... just thinking that as you were reading it out. Yeah, do you I don't th- want them to ever stop. Mm. No, they keep like we all loved. We all loved the DS, right? Yeah. We all loved the DS. I like the fact that that's where Nintendo consoles start with. Well, just looking back, like thinking about how basically everyone, everyone good that I know has a Switch. They all had DSs. I don't know what happened before that with Nintendo. What were they up to? What were, Come they, on. What were they doing? What's the, uh, the earliest Nintendo thing you can think of is the DS. No. What is? The earlier Switch. Yes. <laughs> what was it called? The first handheld. The, the first handheld. The first. Oh, right. the gam- Gambo? <laughs> yeah, Gambo. the Gambo. 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 I thought you could have gotten there by uh, saying playing cards. <laughs> yeah. Because no, that was the first thing that they oh, did. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That was on my uh, the exam I set for my students. Okay. What was the first... Well, come on, Nintendo then. Handheld. Hot shot. Was it? What was the first, uh, was the first Nintendo arcade game? Um, well, it's not Donkey Kong. <laughs> that so now. by process of elimination, it it's must be the other be. one. Uh, is it? It's, is it Super Mario Bros? Is it Mario Bros? No. What is it then? EVR race. Whoa! Some. Uh, I. This is like when my maths teacher used to talk about the war. <laughs> it is. You, know, you could. You could do nothing for the rest of the lesson if you got him onto that topic. <laughs> 
UK retailer HMV has entered administration for the second time. This move comes after talks with suppliers failed. HMV chair Paul McGowan explained, even an exceptionally well-run and much-loved business such as HMV cannot withstand the tsunami of challenges facing UK retailers over the last 12 months on top of such a dramatic change in consumer behaviour in the entertainment market. HMV last appointed administrators in 2013 and was taken over by Hilco, who moved the retailer away from video games and consumer experiences. I read a hot take about this. Mm. In fact, I read several. Mm. Like there was, there was. I think it was in the Guardian's initial hot take, which mm. was like, "Don't worry, you know, indie record shops still exist, and we'll all go there, and they're better than HMV anyway." I don't know why that, I'm not using they? that voice. It was yeah. definitely not that voice. <laughs> the Guardian I author. I so. all right. all right. <laughs> names. My name's Parker. <laughs> uh, so there was that, and then there was sort of a lot of responses saying actually HMV was a you know it's a great place where you can just go and buy what you wanted with no judgment, and you know it's had an awful lot of stock. And the same goes for, not just for records, but for video games, for DVDs, and everything else. And someone responded to that and said actually you know everyone's bemoaning the death of the high street, but maybe that's not such a bad thing. This sort of totemic um, shrine to capitalism that we would all go and you know meet each other while we were, while we were spending money on things. Maybe we can have a new type of high street, you know, new new community place, um, and just everyone buy all of their stuff from Amazon because <laughs> nothing could go wrong there, right? Right. Mm. Uh, did you ever buy anything interesting from HMV? Was that place ever? Where I you bought, bought... My, of course, I bought the first CD single from there, didn't I? What about games though? Games wise, mm. <sighs> interesting. No, um, no. I, I mean, I just bought stuff. I bought. I think I got Ocarina of Time from HMV on Oxford Street. When I was running up and down. Right. Back when they, we we used to, there used to be stock issues. And you imagine now. I mean, this no. is before the DS. So, <laughs> <laughs> is there a time before the DS? Imagine. Yeah. What about you, Anne? Uh, I think I remember buying some Xbox controllers there. Right. Yeah. I definitely bought um, F Zero Game Boy Advance F Zero. Okay. On uh, from HMV in Gatwick Airport. Right, um, and then I left it on the plane. Oh. So that was very brief. Uh, That's disappointing. Yeah, and I definitely it was it was where I first saw Mario sixty four, um, which was before the DS. Uh, hey, where uh, I, uh, what uh, we we passed an HMV at a midnight opening. Do you remember we were drunk? What was <laughs> that for? They used to we do did, those, didn't, didn't they? I can't remember what it was. And I you, think it was you were still Xboxy. On, you were still on edge at the time. Where you, we, were gonna, we were just going to go flash my badge. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> God, what was that? I think it was. I think we it was disgraced ourselves again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People who like selling modding tools or product keys in Japan are looking at a sad future. A change to the unfair competition prevention law in Japan has covered a few things relating to games. They are distributing tools and programs for altering save data, selling serial numbers or product keys that are unauthorised by the maker of the software in online auctions, offering services that modify save data on customers' behalves. The punishment for breaking these rules is a 5 million yen fine, 5 years in jail or both, which is proper. Whoa. Can you choose? Um, I don't know. I think, I what think as, as with most punishments, yeah. someone else decides. <laughs> okay. um, why have they done this then? I don't know. There was, um, I did see when the story first broke, as you news people call yeah. it, I believe. Oh, yeah. Uh, there was a, um, Let's break it. a rush of clarification afterwards. In fact, it turned out that somebody had uh, mistranslated something. <clears> and there was some uh, dispute over whether uh, actually selling keys... Uh, falls underneath this whether you go to prison for it or not so i think the clarification is that you can uh so they can be sold through authorized sellers um and if it has been authorized by the maker of the keys but they can't just be sold off so what does that mean for someone like g2a then probably not great no (laughs) unless they're authorized yeah, well, their their whole point is that they're not. I had to, but I had in to which make, case, not great. I had to make a purchase from G two A today. Why? No, sorry, this week. Why? Uh, I tell you why. Because um, uh, unless this is in the news, I mean, have you got any other stories? You got, got one, one more. more. Is it about? It's a funny one though. Oh, is it? Okay. Mm. Ha ha ha! Lego Lord of the Rings is no longer for sale. Is it that one? <laughs> no. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can't buy Lego Lord of the Rings, which it turns out I never wanted to buy anyway. But now you couldn't buy it. I was like, well, what if I ever want to play this? Uh, just before Christmas, Humble had been giving it away. Lego Lord of the Rings and Lego The Hobbit. 
What's um, going on? They were giving them away. And I was like, oh, it's reached that stage now where I've got so many games in my Steam library. I'm like, can't even be bothered to log on to Humble to claim my free key. So I just couldn't get it anymore. I was like, well, what if what if the kids want to play Lego Lord of the Rings eventually? So I went on to G2A <laughs> and I spent 39p buying Lego Lord of the Rings. I didn't buy Lego the Hobbit because it's rubbish. <laughs> uh, but I bought Lego Lord of, the, Lord of the Rings off um, an unauthorised reseller. So what's happened? Is the sort of licence expired, do we think? Or? Yeah, yeah, I think that is what's happened. Right. I can't remember whether Warner have uh, issued an official clarification about it. But yeah, they so, haven't as of yesterday. You're right. And so um, if you owned it, you can always download it, I, which I've always owned it. If, if the Japanese police are ask or if Warner come round right. or if Tolkien pops up and says have you always uh, yeah so I'll be able to download it forever if you want to if you ever want to play it just pop round it's interesting the way uh, I think there was a new story uh, last year where soundtracks have changed yep. they've been updated yep. to remove songs yep. as licenses have it's expired, expired. Yeah. is it GTA I think it's one of them be. yeah um, that I suppose It'd be, you know, there, there is a future, a, a black mirror dystopian future where you go to play Lord of the Rings and the license has been removed. So it's just, it's the same game, right. but it's all white boxed without all of yeah. the skins. Or Gandalf doesn't look like Gandalf anymore. <laughs> it looks like another wizard. Well, I'm going to download it and take my computer offline mm. so that the, so that the, uh, then the Charlie, IP police. Charlie Brooker is going to come around your house and change <laughs> it with a USB stick. <laughs> And finally, the British Army has taken out adverts telling binge gamers that they need them. Other groups of people the British British Army needs are snowflakes, phone zombies and me, me, me millennials. The army is claiming to see beyond the labels and stereotypes of young people in this recruitment campaign. That's all very nice, but to be honest, if the British Army were able to pull together an army of zombies made out of phones, that would definitely freak out other armies and probably end wars. It's funny. It's not. I, I, I mean, the story isn't funny, but your treatment. Yeah, there we go. Very amusing. Phones on Very I flipped amusing. that on its head, didn't I? <laughs> Um, so are you going to join the army now? No. So what they were saying with this was, oh, binge gamers, we see you've got determination, you've got dedication because you stay up all through the night playing a game, even when you die, which is what happens in real real life fighting right. unless the license runs out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yes, I mean. It's a. I guess they're they're saying just because you play loads of games doesn't mean you can't be in the army. Well, that's but nice of them. That I yeah, but also come join the army. Something terrible might happen to you, or it might not. Don't mm. know. Okay, could be a new feature for us. I am Try too it. old. I'm too old to join the army. Are you? I am. When does that happen? I don't know, but I, I'm hoping. <laughs> <laughs> Surely I'm too old to join the army. I got a new pillow. And a, and a <laughs> Let's beard. take those into the army. Can you? Join the army. They'll probably take you there. You should have done that incognito, by the way. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're too old. Yay! <laughs> Thanks, Anne. One life left. Video game news with Anne Scantleberry.
You're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a radio show about video games, and this is our what season? Do you have any ideas? <laughs> uh, don't know. No idea. What year did we start? We started in 2006. 2006. But I don't think it's that simple. But it's not that simple with, with seasons. Ben, what's our season? It's our 13th year. That's Lucky, 13. Lucky 13. Tell Lucky us your favourite number. Well, uh, if we make it to the end of this year, that'd be nice. We're a video game radio show. We talk about video games and we play chip tune music like that by Amateur LSDJ. One of One Life Life's favourites, that's called Apocalyptic. You can find it on chipmusic.org and we'll have more music later on in the show. This is the interview section. Look what I've got, Am. Don't turn it around. Okay. We're not going to interview it, but I thought I'd, I thought <laughs> I'd bring it in. You describe what you're holding in your hands. Okay, a piece of plastic that is square. It's got raised sides on three sides. There's a little orange uh, nodule Nodule. on the right-hand side. Mm. There's also, just around the nodule, there's an opening... It's got four... I tell you what, they, they could take this audio and put it on the shopping channel. Yeah. <laughs> I, I already own one, but I'm going to buy it again from your description. What do you think that is? Um, looks like something you might put a large floppy disk in. Hmm. Looks like the sort of thing that I will find <clears throat> in eight years' time <laughs> at the back of a drawer and have no idea what it is. Do you, know, do you not know what that is? Well, it's, it's something for the Switch. It, it must is. be because Can you've got your over? Switch. Yeah, flip it over. There. Flip grip. Does it look official, Anne? No. No. So this is what I got over the Christmas. I ordered it Five beforehand. years in prison. <laughs> <laughs> Bought it off. Uh, it enables you to sl- sl- pop your switch in like that mm-hmm. and play it vertically. Ah. You were talking about this before, weren't you? Right, it arrived. Look. So this is for um, games that are playable in... Oh, they call it Tate mode? They call it Tate mode, yeah. Tate mode. Okay. Uh, old what arcade mode? games. Tate mode. T-A-I-T. Yeah. T-A-T-E. T-A-T-E. For example, Anne. Why? Vertical shoot em up. Oh, sorry. Vertical shmup. Not Ikaruga. How many times? Uh, three. Three. <laughs> and how many times have you enjoyed it? It's really hard. <laughs> it's... So Ikaruga is one of those games that people like to say they enjoy. Yeah, well, I own it. So Parco. Parco loves to say he enjoys yeah. Ikaruga. I don't think anybody does. No. It's a prescriptive shooter. There is a right way to play Ikaruga yeah. and you can feel smug oh, what am I doing? about either playing it in the right way or talking how about how you've played it in the right way. Well, It's, it's very a, pretty, though. It is. Uh, and I can feel smug about playing it with a flip grip. Yeah, you can. Are there any other games on the Switch that support the flip grip? I'm glad you asked, actually. Um, the, pi- the pinball games ah. suddenly come into, their, uh, come into their own. I don't, I don't really like pinball games, but I've <laughs> certainly downloaded them since I've got the flip grip. Um, Quite a few on the Namco uh, retro. I forget what that's called. Namco Museum, right? Okay. And then a couple of um, the old uh, Nintendo games uh, are, you know, the old DS games. Are any of the games on the? What are the games that Frank Cifaldi's group have worked on? Those uh, uh, the um, are they? Is he on the SNK? Yeah, the what are they called ACA. Neo Geo that seems to come out mm, once a week. Yeah, uh, I believe so. Yeah, so so, so that's yeah. you know I've heard really great things about that package. Woo. You enjoying it, Anne? Yeah, I'm having a great time. It's alright, isn't it? Yeah. $12 that was. Oh, no. Oh, oh dear. That's alright. Reasonable. Yeah. Is it a Kickstarter thing? Oh, it was originally, like yeah, thing. but you order it from Fangamer. It comes with some stickers. Okay. Um, Not yeah. doing great. I'm quite happy with it. What's the correct way to play it? You've got you to switch between white and black and oh. absorb the bullets of one colour and reflect I them back at the that. enemies. I don't know what... So bullets of your colour do not do you damage. Bullets ah. of the opposite colours do. How do, do I switch them? And you one of these buttons Destroy here. things in groups of three. Uh, that gets you bonus wait, points. It, wait, it's not working. No. It's one of these buttons. Something like that. I don't know. Game over, because I couldn't figure it out. Yeah. Score? Bad. <laughs> No, what score are you giving? Oh, <laughs> bad. <laughs> 7 out of 10. Fantastic. Um, <sighs> so, uh, you know, would you recommend it, Simon? <laughs> I mean, obviously I've barely used it, guy. but it's, it's just nice to have. And for $12, uh, it takes two weeks to arrive. No customs charge. Oh, that's good. Very happy Great. with it. Great. Very happy indeed. Uh, other news the year. pertaining to stuff that happened, we referenced earlier in the show. Did you watch... Black Mirror Bandersnatch. No, I'm going to do it this week. Really? Yeah. 
because people have been saying that's a video game. I haven't watched it or played it. Interacted with it. I will not watch it. No? No. Shall I talk about it next week after I've done it? Oh, that's the thing. I find myself in sort of no man's land where I don't want it spoiled. I mean, I, I don't want to watch it, <laughs> but I don't want to know what happens in it. Okay. I, mean, I feel it'll be spoiled. You could just close your ears for that bit. <sighs> so they did something today, didn't they? In Old Street. Yeah. At the tube station. <sighs> Is that right? Yeah. Uh, do you know what it was? It was a pop-up shop, shop pop-up. wasn't it, obviously? Shop. They've got um, too much marketing money. Oh, let's do this. Oh, be great I can see, I've just Googled shop. it. Twitter, Vess says... I decided to check out the Black Mirror Bandersnatch pop-up at Old Street Station. What I didn't expect is that I'd meet Charlie Brooker, Asim Chowdhury, Will Poulter, and get a signed poster. Will Porter? Why are they going to their own Will shops? Poulter. Will Porter? Will, Will Porter. Uh, yeah, so there wow. we go. Next level marketing from the Black Mirror. Do you know what I thought That's was unusual about this? I thought it's very unusual for Netflix to care about something they released last week. <laughs> Normally they put something out, something out and then yeah. three days later it's... Well, did you see the um, uh, retro computer adverts they put in the papers? I didn't. Uh, I've um, done in the style of uh, sort of 80s um, adverts. Thankfully not the 90s adverts that have got Joe Guest <laughs> holding a box <laughs> over her box. <laughs> that used to happen in the 90s, Anna. It, it was really disgusting. Wow. Was the, there was a slogan for that, wasn't there? I, I can't remember. We shouldn't. Yeah, yeah. we shouldn't. <laughs> Hmm. But yeah, no, uh, it's it's about um, a, 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 a computer game, isn't it? Set in the I early eighties. Don't, don't tell me until I've played it. Five endings. Oh. Well, we can't spoil history for you. Bandersnatch was was a game, a much hyped game from the eighties. Uh, is that a true story? That 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 is true. So there were two. Uh, it was Ocean, right? Ocean. I believe it was Ocean okay. Software. Right. Uh, there were two games. So Ocean were a publishing house and they were hyping all of their games and two in particular were going to be the next level video games the next thing for you all get excited Cyclops and Bandersnatch were the two mm-hmm. games uh, but they never came out uh, because Ocean oh. I believe failed before then was it Ocean? you're looking at me like it might not have been I don't remember to be honest with you okay it's a long time apologies. ago apologies it was a long time ago wasn't it we were watching Live Aid we were playing all this sort of, sort of playing, playing all the computer ga- games g- Gabbo yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I believe that's why it's called. Oh, we oh imagine. S- imagine. Okay. Imagine my right. ocean. We know the marketing guy for Imagine was, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> right. So is he in it? Maybe I will watch it. Well, I believe someone commented that he is now part of the Black Mirror cinematic universe. Oh wow! So I didn't know that. Yeah. Who I'm was it? Not someone who we. Want- a guy. Well. A g- <laughs> Because there are some documentaries about that time where they're all driving around in their Lamborghinis and Ferraris and stuff like that. It was, you know, it was it was an unfortunate collision of eighties excess and sort of you know young, young young kids in a in a high tech industry. Obviously, it's laughable now if you look at the games. But um, he was the marketing guy there, and I think there were a lot of apocryphal stories. A guy called Bruce Everest. There's an amazing documentary about it on YouTube. Yeah. Um, you know, and a lot of it they were winging and all of this sort of stuff. Very exciting time, but then. Um, He's now a member of. Um, oh dear! Uh, and I don't know. Can you can you actually say that? He he certainly posts things that you know okay. could be interpreted as uh, very fair comment. Yes, as, right. Steve's exactly right. So um, that you know he's very forthright on his views on Brexit uh, and on also on whether also- um, products aimed solely at women should have that removed. Yeah. Also, doesn't he have a relationship guide forum or Does something? He? Excellent. He's, you know, his career has taken a different direction to it, that. I mean, you might really imagine from, uh, from the Bandersnatch days. From the Bandersnatch days, it's called Commercial Breaks. Okay, a documentary about Imagine and Ocean Software, and you can find that on YouTube. It's half an hour long, and it's uh, yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, anybody interested in video games should watch that. I, I'm really, really recommend. Does it have interactive endings? <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't, but um, yeah, you, you'd be safe watching that, Simon. Although, Anne, it does have spoilers about Bandersnatch. Alright, well, I won't watch that until I've played that other thing. Next week, then. Uh, should we have a bit more music and then we'll do the... Or should we go straight on to letters? No, music. Music, music and then letters. Okay, no problem.
All Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. This is Clam, a favourite of the show. Uh, a song called Charged, again, it's from chipmusic.org. Uh, Simon, you're looking at your phone like you want to say something, or is it just letters? No, I was just looking for the letters. Oh, right, uh, because, you know, I, I was a bit worried I was going to read out Terry Haynes via LinkedIn. I was just trying to make sure that I got you know the actual letters together we definitely had over christmas a couple of letters that weren't letters like things to team trying to sell us stuff didn't Ooh. we uh i don't remember what they specifically were somewhere in there anyway uh we're one life left video game radio show and this is our letters section letters. Thank you very much for your correspondence over the festive period and more recently this week. Did you see the one we got on the 21st of December? Very, very festive. Um, I can't pronounce the, uh, the the guy that sent it. But he tried to blackmail us. <laughs> what? Recently, one this. of your peers launched a That's virus right. app that spread <laughs> around the connected network. He then says... Um, unless you want to suffer the consequences that can lead to major legal problems, you have yeah. to tra- transfer a transaction to this Bitcoin wallet. Mm. Oh. P.S. P.S. That you have two days to finish the task. P.S. This email is only used to double check whether you've read the letter or not. Well, if we have a radio show for that. <laughs> Do not even try to convince me to let you walk away or contact the authorities. Resistance is futile. Well, thank you for your correspondence. How do you want to answer that? We should have replied. Well, I guess we didn't resist. We just ignored it. (laughs) We We just went limp. We forgot we were sent We just went limp. (laughs) What has happened? What were the repercussions? Can we just ask him? We're fine with this. Which one of our peers Which one of our peers? Can we just ask which one of our peers? We can do. Let's do that. Which one of our peers? Who have you got money on? Me. Who might fall for one of these? Will Charles, isn't it? (laughs) Charles <laughs> Will Porter wow. Parker who wow. knows who knows uh, in actual letters CJC writes did team and no doubt extra super special guest uh, optimistic uh, happy 2019 hope you had a great break and are pumped full of that new year energy and fears and looking forward to the challenges victories new puns old jokes successful tweets that lie in wait Again, I'd say that's optimistic. New jokes. Uh, one surprise that landed on the 1st of January was the Meditations Project, coordinated by Rami Ishmael. I'm sure you've taken a look at it already, but for the benefit of anyone who hasn't, it's a PC-based app that launches a different micro-game for every day of the year, each made by a different personal team, along with some con- contemplative text. There's a lot to love about a project like this. The thoughtful text paired with the games, the concentration of different and unique talents, the fresh ideas and themes served up daily, the 8-bit mixtape nostalgia and discovery mechanic. And one of the braver choices to only have the game available 24 hours means that I'll be doing my best to open this up daily. Of course, not everything is perfect. Not everyone was happy. Uh, There were some crediting issues. Um, Anyway, uh, he says, have you ever proudly held your freshly minted products up for others to enjoy only for them to yell out oi mate you've missed a bit only funny answers please we've got many more weeks to go for you. that's the really serious stuff your carefully crafted correspondent this was a fantastic idea I saw from Rami mm. I've not actually I, 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 what I did was I opened it on my mobile and it's not a mobile version yeah I thought it was fantastic and I mean to Rami's credit as you would expect from Rami he's dealt with that criticism uh, in the most open and honest and professional way uh, of, you know, listening to the criticism and talking to the people involved and coming up with a response and thanking the people, you know, the critics for for their words. I, my sort of feeling was similar to uh, CJC's there, which was to see something like this come out there and then to see a massive hashtag thread on Twitter uh, essentially railing against him for something that I know was entirely well-meaning and certainly not an ego-driven project uh, made me reflect on all the things that I have made and the thing that you remember is never the praise it's never the nice things but the one the you know the 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 assumption of bad intent uh, and it's it really really hurts. So I, I mean, I respect Rami so much for mm. dealing with it in the way that he did. Uh, it, it is a difficult thing, and and it happens. I think it happens every time you put something out into the world. There's always someone looking for the flaws in this thing and um, assuming bad intent, which 
you know, is a difficult thing to do as a creator. And certainly personally, it, it does, for you know, rightly or wrongly, make me not want to create because it's easier to just not put things out there, to not try in that instance. And I'm certainly not saying that the, the people calling them out are, are doing something wrong in that respect. I think credit is so, so important and it's a thorny issue. Uh, in this project's, you know, the project's intent, the, there was credit built in. Um, and it's a complicated thing, but I can only speak as a creator and say, yeah, it does hurt. It does hit me like that. It does make me want to not put stuff out. I couldn't be, a, I couldn't do anything creative yeah. <laughs> these days. I mean, I've, I've said it before, but um, back in the old days, uh, the, the only interaction between you and the reader was a letter. Mm. And you could put that letter in the bin. You could. If, it's, uh, if you disagreed with it, if it was being nasty. Like we did with the pants that someone sent us at Edge once. <laughs> like I did when, I, when someone wrote in to point out that I'd ri- had a letter printed in Amiga Power, slagging off effectively my, my, ve- my now sister magazine. <laughs> See you, Amiga. Put that in the bin. Oh dear. I know. Dexter was quite forthright about your about up, down, left, right when I was chatting to him about that. He's not a fan, is he? I was trying to talk him down from that. I was like, Dexter, a human made that. Your actual dad made that. He was like, yeah, but... I was like, what if you'd made it? No. Doesn't care. He's a YouTuber. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, all right, next letter. Welcome back, team and SSG. I'm currently writing my degree dissertation on transmedia and how different mediums, film, TV, books and video games, influence each other. When looking into how they imitate each other, I noticed that for a while, it seemed that games were the only ones imitating the likes of film and TV. But recently, with the advent of VR films like The Limit and Seven Miracles and Netflix new interactive show uh, shows like Bandersnatch, it looks like games are now influencing film and TV. Uh, the film and TV industry and how they approach these new concepts. Do you think there's merit in this theory? As it seemed for a long time that film and TV weren't able to directly be influenced by games due to their uninteractive nature. And do you think we might be seeing a new age of more interactive and less passive film and TV shows? And will the typical film go film going audience embrace them? Okay, that's enough procrastinating. Back to finishing my dissertation. And that's from Grey. Thanks, Gray. I think uh, we've reached a stage now um, where people that grew up playing computer and video games are now creating mainstream media. Um, and therefore, uh, so it, sh- it shows how unusual it is because when an example lands like Bandersnatch, uh, we will talk about it and uh, because it is uh, the exception. Um, but it is interesting that it, we can... Um, uh, we can influence culture that way <clears throat> and yet we can't figure out how to keep regular programmes about video games uh, on the uh, ordinary television. Mm. I saw that um, I saw a comment from someone that said Bandersnatch was the perfect implementation of this technology in that it refers to old video games, clunky old video games, and this is essentially clunky in itself. And so by being that thing and about that thing, the two halves fit together perfectly and they hope there's no more. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> well, it- and and I think that's probably going to be true. You may get some piggybacking yeah. stuff. There was the Minecraft uh, thing before this, yeah. wasn't mm-hmm. there? Story mode. Yeah. But it, I don't believe it is the future at all. No, games have always landed on new technology. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a bit like um, adult movies in that sense, isn't it? That they always, whenever new technology lands, can you run Doom on it? Can you put that stuff <laughs> on it? Um, and it's it's interesting because uh, you know Bandersnatch is being celebrated yet. Uh, these are games that you know back when we were journalists yeah. uh, on CD-ROMs, uh, interactive movies. People moved Absolutely. staunchly away from. Um, so yeah, having not played it, and I won't play it. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, but yeah, it's um, uh, it's 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 it, you know people talk about playing Bandersnatch rather than watching it, and that is interesting. But had they actually paid for it, I do wonder whether you know you would you would con- you would consider it worthwhile do you know what i mean you mm. spent 20 pound on it 30 pound on it because it's part of your next netflix subscription mm. it's it's uh it doesn't have to work quite so hard so one other thing about this is that i've i've seen some references to oh can you imagine going to the cinema and voting for your choices <sighs> in these things no. but it sounds like um a nightmare to me because you'll vote for one thing but actually the decision will be that of the whole cinema which will be something boring. It'll be Brexit. And that's why democracy doesn't work. Exactly. Chris Stewart writes, Dear team and SSG, welcome back to the Airwaves. Hopefully you all made it to the studio today to kickstart the new season and the new year. We did. I spent my Christmas gaming time as a chicken luchador. Guacamole 2 is fantastic. Definitely recommend it to anyone who likes fun. And I realised that gaming can be really enjoyable. 
So I've decided to spend less time playing bad mobile games that just fill time and spend that time on either good games or learning something instead of just spending an hour achieving nothing and not really enjoying myself. I have two questions for you today. Question number one, what are your New Year's resolutions? Bonus points if they're gaming related. And number two, complete the sentence, 2019 year of the... What do you think will be the biggest things in gaming in 2019? Love and kisses, Chris. So, New Year's resolutions from either of you. I don't have one at all. No, I, I don't I have one. I, I actually forgot that yeah. that was a thing. I was surprised when somebody asked me earlier uh, on. And said, like, no, of course I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I asked me what my stu- whether I read my horoscope. Anne? Uh, I've got loads, but they're not very interesting. Okay, good. Yeah. All right, let's move on then. No, but do you have any, ga- do you have any games related things that you want to do this year it doesn't have to be a resolution well at the end of the year I, over Christmas I was I was going to buy Diablo and then I didn't I'm waiting for someone to buy it for me perfect present and then um, I thought well what am I going to do I'll try and find some games as I always do like that's not a New Year's resolution but I'm, I am trying to play games on Steam that have fewer than 15 reviews because I think that's an interesting way to discover things and try and give some oxygen publicity to things that people have skipped over uh, But I didn't really want to do that. I wanted to find another game to play, so I played Smash Brothers. And I suppose that is not a New Year's resolution, but uh, (laughs) a gaming like, okay, now I'm going to try and understand how it works. And at least now I can say I do understand how how Smash Brothers works. I understand the buttons involved, even if I don't enjoy it. I think I'm going to try to use my Switch more because it went very unloved. What? In 2018. What? What's yeah. the matter with you? Well, I was like just thinking about the DS the she whole was time. In, she was <laughs> the in PSVR, other console. weren't you? you were... Yeah, I was in PSVR the whole time. <laughs> uh, so I did some of PSVR last year, which was good. Uh, done with that. Um, so now I'm going to try and get back into the Switch. Good idea. I'm going to finish Dragon's Lair. 2019 will be the year of streaming. You. Streaming. You. <laughs> you. My live stream, yeah. yeah cool. You're going to live stream? No, I'm not. No, I'm talking about uh, all the streaming that's going to come in this year. There'll be a lot of it. Okay, good. Twenty nineteen is going to be the year of Marioki Online. That's what we're going to do. Streaming. Huh? Streaming. Scants. Uh, Twenty nineteen is going to be the year of just really good games. It's going to be the year of really good games, is it? guys. Best year, yeah, best, best year, year ever. yet. Good. Positives, yeah. positives. All right, good. Uh, thank you so much for all of your letters over the Christmas period. If you want to write to us, and you should want to write us, and we want to hear from you, please write to us at... Team at onelifelove.com. All right, we'll have another piece of music, and then we'll be back after this with reviews.
This is a format it's called Washed Up. It's from shipmusic.org and Anne has her hands in the air. This is a real arm raiser. It's a banger, isn't it, for 2019? Yeah. Got a bit of a rusty show today, uh, at least on the tech front, but I think it's been good. Uh, been... We got through it. Well, we, we haven't, haven't yeah, got haven't through it. We haven't quite got through it, have we? We're getting through it. Good. Mm. Uh, but it is the review section. I know which number reviews is because we got the wrong track earlier. All right, you guys ready? Yeah. All right, let's do it. What have you been playing, Anne? Right, so I'm going to be real. Okay. I've got to level 121 on Christmas Sweeper 3. <laughs> do you know, I came very close to swearing then. I think I got addicted. It's... Bad, like it's bad news. Is it bad luck to play it now out of right? After, yeah, exactly. Right, and I don't know what to do, and I c- couldn't stop playing it on the tube on the way here. I think it's affecting my eyesight. This is like I think I'm addicted. I don't know what to do. Wow, sounds I'm, great. Yeah, <laughs> so much fun. Um, what is it? It's a match three. It's got Christmas stuff in it. It's not. Look, it's not. Oh my God, you're a, you you are. Someone's saying something in a brainstorming meeting, aren't you? <laughs> Let's do Christmas one! It's a third game! Is it? Let's do a Christmas one again, again. They've got... So, hang on, let me just figure out... Uh, What's it on? The phone. Is it on your £1,000 phone? Yeah. <laughs> They've got 1,700 levels. I'm only at 121. I could get there by next Christmas. Wow. I haven't spent a penny on it though. Uh-huh. So. Jokes on them. Yeah. Jokes on you, Father Christmas. Yeah. Um, so what I'm going to do is delete it now. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> okay. God, that's great. Good. Hundred level 121. Can you press delete? Are you sure about yeah. this? I've done it, mate. Not a thought. Not a thought. Gone. It's gone. It's gone. Well done, so Anne. Bad, but it feels well done. So well done. Good. Uh, I also played other games. <laughs> but you can only think about. Yeah. yeah. Um, no. On. So I went away for Christmas. Hang on, Matt's just texted. He really liked that game as well. Oh no, he said thank God. Right. Good. <laughs> Marriage is back on track. Uh, so I went away for Christmas with some friends. Um, uh, so Terry Kavanagh, who. T Cavs. Makes video games. Um, and uh, Holly had given him Drop Mix, ah. which is the harmonics game where you just basically become a DJ. So it's a physical game where you've got, um, there's like a big plastic thing in front of you with uh, slots and they have different colours next to them. And you've got cards uh, which have Arfid in them, right? And the cards each, um, they are associated with different sections of different songs so you could have uh evanescence but just the drums or chandelier but just the vocals uh and so what you do is you get the app on your phone you stick that into one end of the plastic long thing uh and then you can like mix things and it plays it out of uh your phone or whatever your phone is hooked up to um and oh it was really really good i know that there's definitely a game like rules and stuff that you can play but we didn't bother with that we just had a lovely time went around we were mixing we were dropping beats oh we were taking stuff on oh just take the drums out just take the drums out let's just leave the vocals oh so good so so much fun um and i know that um the price has dropped on it quite a lot recently i was going to ask if uh, holly listens to the show <laughs> why because it's been very cheap yeah, no, no, so Holly bought it for oh, Terry. Okay, well, yeah, no, and no. he knew how much it was. Did he? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was brilliant, brilliant fun. Like, we just had such a good time. We all felt like DJs. We ended up um, turning uh, the lights off and just putting, like, uh, uh, like, some flashlights in there. It was great. It was like creating our own little club made out uh, oh and we weren't allowed to play Ed Sheeran because there were some Ed Sheeran cards in there but yeah you're allowed to veto that um yeah so we just went around uh and would like add things in or take things out or you could uh, change the key or up the rpm or bring it right down and that occasionally that brought some sweet remixes uh yeah I really really enjoyed it seven out of ten Good. Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, the actual game mode on that is terrible, but just sort of messing around with it, yeah. I think it's, it's loads of fun. Uh, I've been playing Tiny Metal. 
on the Nintendo Switch. So isn't that the it Kickstarter one? Oh, I don't know if it was Kickstarter. Maybe it was. There was some. There, uh, there was some. Yeah, you're right. Now you well, mentioned it. There was something to do with a Kickstarter. Something negative about a Kickstarter. Well, I don't know about that. But what I can tell you about is uh, the game itself. It's um, it's a it's a it's an update. It's a modern uh, interpretation of Advance Wars. Uh, so it's done in the Unreal Engine. Uh, similar mechanics to Advance Wars. Now it's been a long, long time since I played an Advance Wars game. Um, uh, in- initial impressions not very good I have to say it looks like um, somebody has left the default settings that the QA have been playing it on in the game because you, you sort of start it up all the text goes through really quickly everything's skipping through really really fast and it's like oh it's a bit overwhelming take some time to uh, adjust the settings make the battles a little slower make the text not uh, skip on so quick and uh, it's actually a pretty capable game so much so that I started to play a little bit of it and I keep keep playing it and I've stopped. I've not even started Diablo. Um, right huh. now, uh, so it is Advanced Wars um, in nature. But Steve, uh, I'm not sure you'll be able to remember this. So it's a couple of things I don't think that it has before. Um, you can um, lock on uh, where you can get two units to gang up on one. Uh-huh. Uh, so you lose both of them firing, but they sort of become a bit more than some of their parts. Is that in right. Advanced Wars? I don't think so. There's something called assault, where you can uh, knock somebody back a square but only um, at the cost of them firing at you first. So you know how that works okay. that, you know, often. And That's so I think a couple of little tweaks in. Um, yeah, it's uh, surprisingly capable. Um, it's got a really unique flavor to it. Global conflict and uh, accents are really quite funny. Um, yeah, and it's 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 uh, it's very involving as well. One um, a mission was I was like forty minutes into it, and I just had to restart it. And then I, that's I'm going to get that done in twenty minutes. So yeah, uh, they've just introduced an online multiplayer mode, which I've been unable to test fully. But yeah, it's stopping me from playing Diablo. So the Kickstarter thing was the guy who made that or was connected with that uh, ran a Kickstarter called Project Phoenix, which was one of the huge failures. Uh, to give you an example, one of the most recent comment from Sterling Treadwell four days ago. I just looked at the community tab again for this. Over 7,200 people from the US backed this project. To put that into perspective, the caravan that made the news heading to the US border grew to over 7,000 during the march. Look at some aerial pics or wide shots of that group. That's how many people in the US alone were screwed by this. Right, wow. People are still cross about that. And so that is... Then the guys try to make Tiny Metal. People think Tiny Metal's been made with that Kickstarter yeah. money. Well, I'm and very grateful for that yeah, Kickstarter so like money. It. Thanks very much. 7 Good. out of 10. All right. Very, very quickly. Um, if I've that's played true, a lot of games <laughs> over uh, on Steam. Um, and some of them I'll talk about next week. But really, really, really enjoyed Matter, which is a very, very short 3D jumping around uh, parkour game. Uh, it's quite cheap. Uh, it took about 50 minutes for me to complete it. Really, really enjoyed it. Rogo, uh, which imagine uh, Binding of Isaac, but if it was a joyful universe where you're delivering mail okay. to cute uh, characters. Uh, really, really enjoyed that. Played a lot of Euro Truck Simulator 2 still over Christmas. I've given up on that a bit like Anne. I deleted it because I thought, this is not healthy for me. I also played a pogoing game which is just like collect things while you're pogoing. I thought that was quite a cute idea and well implemented as well. It was called Pogo. Yeah. Uh, But if I had to recommend one of those, I would certainly recommend Matter 7 out of 10. What is the time? No one knows. No one knows. It says 7.59. Yeah, I think the show is over, so I think we can (laughs) say goodbye. Thanks for listening. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. but full of hope.